Hi, I'm Melissa Withers, and this is Unfounded. In each episode, a guest and I tackle a topic about biz building and startup culture. But we do it by asking each other only three questions. One about the past, one about the present, and one about the future. The third question, the one about the future, that's the wild card. We have not shared this question with each other in advance. And that's it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, Felix. I'm so happy to have you uh, here. Today is my guest on Unfounded. Uh, Our topic today is being a human while building a company. And I can't think of anyone in my universe that I'd rather have this conversation with than you. Um, This is a really important topic. There's so much that's written and celebrated about entrepreneurship and startups that just ignores, it just ignores the human experience of building a company. And it really, really, really ignores the diversity of that experience. And I think um, this is an incredible opportunity in time and space to start to poke holes in some of that. The way it's going to work, you know, we have three questions that we're going to we're going to bounce off each other to explore this topic. One looks to the past, one speaks to the present, and one leans into the future. And the wild card uh, is that the third question, the one about the future, we haven't shared with each other in advance. So we don't really know what that's all about. Um, no formal bios on this show, but for anybody watching, uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about Felix and his amazing company, Zubin, and his entrepreneurial journey, you can check that out in the show notes. But what I've done instead of doing formal bios is I've asked Felix to describe himself in three words. So Felix, three Ooh, words. Um, ah, okay. Um, I know. It's hard. <laughs> uh, family. Um achiever and black true i know you those are (laughs) i mean i think about all the times we do these formal bios and i don't know anything i i think those three i would i learned those three words are the right three words man i think that's so much better no more formal bios just three (laughs) just right right now my 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 words would be like wine beach like like i mean it's kind of like (laughs) Yeah, kind of changes the size. So, all right. So, pancakes are up, by the way. Pancakes, yeah. I'm like pancakes, yeah. So, um, right, we're gonna jump right into this topic of of being human while building a company, and we're gonna start with the past. So, my first, our first question, I'm gonna ask you about the past. So, um, what's like one thing that maybe you took as gospel when you were younger about being a founder? That now, when you look back, you think it's it's maybe a little less absolute than you were led to believe. Yeah, you know, I don't know where the gospel came from. I don't know if anybody gave it down from the mount or for something I told myself. Uh, (laughs) But I think I had this belief that building a company was uh, like a rocket ship proposition. It was either to the moon or or failure to launch. I never knew that I would be doing this for seven years and, and counting and with no end in sight and just sort of settling in. I guess it's, it's not unicorn, it's not failure. It's, it can be building a company, grinding, grinding. And I don't know if I would have done it the same if I would have known that it could be so much for, for so long. Uh, so I'm happy yeah. with every every step of the way. I just don't. I don't think I understood the grind of it. And uh, once you're on, you're on this ride, and you just you're going. Yeah, I 
Yeah, it's so I'm I'm not supposed to respond, and it's so hard. Mm. I just I I just I'm not I'm not supposed to, but yeah, that whole like I think that there are big questions about where did that gospel come from, and maybe that'll be yeah. another maybe that'll be another segment another day. Yeah, so, I dig it. Yeah. All right, looking backwards, your turn. Lay it on me. Yeah, you know, for you, I know you've been in this world of entrepreneurship and, and working with entrepreneurs. You do have such a, a good connection with folks like myself. I'm interested in who of all the folks you've come across, whether you've invested or not, who has most surprised you in, in whatever way, how, who and how? That's an awesome question. Um, Mostly there aren't that many surprises uh, mm -hmm. because uh, mostly people do what they say and they are who they are. And, and thankfully I, and I'm pretty good judge of character and mm -hmm. I'm pretty authentic, mm -hmm. I think. So like, I really, like, like, like attracts that. So mm -hmm. um, I think in a good way, my life as a, as a founder and as an investor wasn't like, oh shit, like those people went upside down. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, can I, this sounds so great that, you know what I've been surprised the most by? myself <laughs> how much i've changed through interacting with all of mm -hmm. these founders uh, mm -hmm. all of the founders like how much i've changed and how much i've surprised myself by realizing how not awesome i was at something or how much more awesome i was at something mm -hmm. i think mm -hmm. the more than the founders surprising me i think i've just been surprised by myself at how much mm -hmm. more there was to learn like mm -hmm. how much more a person can teach you than you think when you meet them, right? Not that they yeah, surprised yeah, me, like yeah. they turned out to be a total asshole or they were yeah, amazing yeah. and I thought they were yeah. junk. More like if you really like stop and allow yourself, like it's surprising how much more people can teach you if you let them, like oh, how much sure. more you can experience and learn. So I think maybe sure. that's like the big surprise is th that the entrepreneurs that I've worked with through the years that they just, they're so much more than I ever imagined. And maybe yeah. it goes back to this idea about being human, that right. as I've gotten mm -hmm. more, more mature, I can see the founders as humans and not mm -hmm. as archetypes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. maybe that's the surprise is just how much more there is, you know, kind of be like below the rhetoric. There's like so much more. Right so, on, right on. Yeah, that, I think so. I, All right, sense. present. We're in the present mm -hmm. day. Doo, 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 okay, doo, doo, doo. Fast I'm here. Forward. Okay, right here. So mm -hmm. Felix, do you have a framework for how you balance making good business decisions yes. with the underlying mission that Zubin has to improve the literacy and, and ultimately the lives of the children yeah. and families that you serve. I do, you know, uh, you might've heard me talk about it before, but I, I uh, read this book, Good to Great. You know, I'm a, I'm a fiction and screenwriting major, no, no training in business. So these little books that I read inform my education and good to great has this concept of the hedgehog which is sort of this one thing that a company knows it does well is passionate about it can do better than anybody else and makes money doing it and for us as a company that is about literacy and reading motivation reading community culture reading i'm able to definitively say and believe though these things are always evolving that our hedgehog is to motivate people to read more and read together. And I think if I'm able to then filter the incremental daily, the, the big, big vision, all of that through that, through that lens, it helps. Yeah. You know, there are company, companies that, whether it be Ben and Jerry's or there's a company we work with that gathers the sales leads, but does it by employing people in developing nations. So their social impact because of the way they choose to operate their business, 
But Ben and Jerry's could easily just be an ice cream business. Uh, this company could easily not use the folks in developing nations that they can still make money doing it. I think in our company, it's in, we're about reading and we're yeah. typically about families. And it's a universal skill that, that lists people across the economic spectrum and all forms of diversity. So I think just staying true to that and, and saying, okay, is what we're doing now part of going, what makes yeah. us most competent at getting people to read more and read together? Um, yeah, so like there, it's not, there are no good business decisions if they don't hold true to that. Exactly. They, like that's, and, and, like and, that's, that's, and that's complicated, right? Because because sometimes you can make it seem so, or you really don't know. Yeah. But I believe the the the, the flip the, the extension of that is being honest about that because it's easy to be distracted by the shiny thing or the painful thing or the pressing thing. So it's not just having that hedgehog of being honest about it. Does this really apply to that? It may be yeah. interesting, but can we really do this well? Should we be doing this well? And like I you think, almost uh, have to look into your own like deep, dark, truthful mirror when you ask the question. Mm -hmm, you can't mm -hmm, ask it. Mm -hmm. You can't ask it glibly. Like, does this help yeah. people read? You have to like really like, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. That makes mm -hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so. Your turn in the present. Okay. Where are we at? So one of the best rejections I ever got from an investor. <laughs> told me about this horse, the jockey, and the race. And he was telling me, I was like, where's he going with this? And you probably, you've heard this, right? This horse, jockey, I have, right? I have, yeah, of course. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. He was telling me how I was such a good jockey. He liked me so as, a, as an entrepreneur. This was years ago. But then he proceeded to tell me why my, my your horse <laughs> was your, off with the product and the race and the market. <laughs> and therefore, we won't oh, invest yeah. in you. Yeah. Because, and so I'm wondering... You know, rev up, and you you all have, have this particular approach. The yeah. world has changed so much because of the pandemic. You invest in a different type of company when that investor. So, how do you right now yeah. think of it today? Yeah, no, and it's interesting because when I was an equity investor, I definitely had one set of things, and then when we mm -hmm, created rev mm -hmm. up, that changed. You know, I, I do think as trivial or trite as it sounds, you know, there are frameworks that investors have to try to communicate mm -hmm. their point of view. I have, I. I don't like anything that likens a person's to like a jockey. Like, a jo like, I, like, I'm like, I like, you're not a jockey. I'm six foot two. <laughs> yeah, you're not a jockey. You're not, your business isn't a horse and this isn't a race, right? But I do, right, have, right, I, right. I do have, I do have right. a similar framework. So, um, I mean, obviously the jockey, but like team is really important. Kind of yada, yada. I'll tell yeah. you my bias yeah. here. I think one of the most important ingredients in, in success, and I didn't make this up. There's um, other mm -hmm. people have written about this and published about this. So it's not like, this is not my stroke of brilliance. It's just what I've kind of assigned my beliefs to is timing really matters uh, yeah. in whether or not a company makes it or not. Timing in terms of when they hit the market, what else is happening? Are the consumer behaviors there? What are the macroeconomic mm -hmm. conditions? And if you look back historically, and some people have really done this, as a fake agree, Ted talk about this, timing is the great equalizer. So did mm. you did you come into the market or come into your founder moment at, at the right time? I've seen mm. so many great ideas with great teams that just didn't make it. So mm -hmm. we've done now, Alan and I have done 130 companies together across these two, wow. these two portfolios. Wow. There were really good companies in our, in our equity portfolio that just were, was the wrong time. And mm -hmm. now like, yes, you know, you look yesterday, the same idea is now like this juggernaut, right? And it's mm -hmm. not because the team wasn't good enough. I think timing, really mm -hmm. recognizing. And, and the way that I see that in that moment you're describing when you're communicating, mm -hmm. you're, you're dialoguing with an investor is mm -hmm. when a founder can really articulate why 
this is the moment yeah i get yeah. really i get really this juiced and when yeah. they can do it in a way that's not fake but like it it's so they actually believe it's the moment like they hear yeah. the loud speaker and the loud speaker says come now it's the time when that is in a good i mean and everything else is decent you know like good, good jockey good rate out a good horse i don't even know yeah yeah that comes yeah. together with uh with that really organic sense of timing i yeah. i even if it's not a fit for for my fund i feel good i feel good for that founder and i feel I like that. yeah that's like timing man timing and it, it's kind of it's a little sad because it's the one thing you can't control <laughs> yeah yeah but you <laughs> like you it, can you know i mean you yeah. can you can you can lean into it you can adapt to it but it's it you is kind of the one it. Yeah, yeah it is the one thing though you can't like you mm -hmm. can't snap your fingers and make mm -hmm. everybody ready right mm -hmm. so I like I how you use the word it. timing, you know, I, I'm not commenting too much, but I, I think luck and time people, I think people often talk about luck, but I like to, I like the word timing, timing more. I, yeah, I yeah. think so. I think we, a lot of times we assign luck to what was really timing, Yeah, you know, and there is fairy dust in entrepreneurship. Of There's course, also a ton of, of privilege and other stuff we'll talk about later, but another day, <laughs> but there, but there is, you know, there is a little luck and a little, but, but timing. Sure. And I think about that all the time. So. All right, sure, fast forward. Sure. Wild okay. card round. Here we go. Okay, Let's do here's it. your wild card question. Um, okay. So I actually like I even wrote this one down because it was that it was kind of I didn't want to get Ooh. the words wrong. But um, right, so right. I mean, kind of where we started. I think that the like the lived experience of entrepreneurship uh, mm -hmm. sometimes has been portrayed as really cartoonish. You know, yeah. certainly yeah. as a black person, you mm -hmm. know that. Even mm -hmm. as a woman, though, I know that. Right? Mm -hmm. It's been it's been mm -hmm. really cartoonish, and it, it's like we have we forgot that founders were human. And that companies mm -hmm. were run by humans, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. it got mm -hmm. kind of got very cartoonish. It also made it really easy to ignore the role that like race and privilege play and mm -hmm. who wins and who mm -hmm. loses, right? Mm -hmm. By turning it all into one big giant cartoon mm -hmm. uh, and making mm -hmm. the the lived experience of building a company seem so abstractly like archetypal, we it really like it sustained a lot of really bad stuff. And I kind of keep hoping that like we're breaking through that. And I guess mm -hmm. um, I, mean, I want to ask you, kind of humbly, yeah. like, do you think yeah. this is changing? And if if you, and if so, like, do you, like, what are the things we could all be doing to make this change happen faster? I think it's changing. Um, I, I don't, God, you know, I wonder. I wonder to the degree people use not now or I'm busy. Or, or has to be now to be the challenge that th helps things change. So I'm, I'm thinking that you're asking a question, I'm specifically answering, and you may be asking this directly, I may be hearing the question, I wanna hear it, but do I think that the opportunities for black entrepreneurs, for entrepreneurs, for underrepresented women, uh, people above age 50, whatever it may be, is evolving so it's beyond the uh, archetype, the stereotype that, that we see and that plays out as such because we, we see it as such. So do I see greater diversity um, in entrepreneurial ranks, a successful startup and company ranks in the future? Absolutely, it's inevitable. It's, it's uh, you know, Martin Luther King's quote about the, the arch of history is long, but it always bends forward or something to that effect. I think we'd inevitably bend forward, it's, it's inevitable. Um, but I think the challenges that they get in the way is people, it's always easy to be busy. I'm gonna say something happened in my company. Black entrepreneur, black CEO, we really needed to hire a couple of developers. We're growing. We needed some mobile app developers so we can bring our mobile app development completely in-house. We interviewed these few people and they were white men, 
fit the bill, well-educated in, in the world of computer engineering. And one of our other uh, developers was brought into a virtual lunch and he's, um, he's, his family's from Guam. And uh, he said to us on the side, I'm not comfortable with how fast we're moving. And I'd like for us to try to find more candidates than what we brought so far. So far. And I felt like we couldn't slow down, but we did. And we found some great candidates that are more diverse. We ended up bringing, because she was the most qualified and outstanding, uh, a woman of color onto the team who's been outstanding. And I can't even remember why we mm -hmm. were so rushed before, but it felt like we were so rushed. And I, I would say that people- But like you made have, it human. Yeah, like well, you, you slowed down and you became slow down in that minute. Slow down and look, and, and look yeah. at people, look for people and not, it's too easy to be busy. It's too easy to need it right now. It's too easy to put it off till later. It's too easy to say, yeah. we're gonna do that in the third quarter, we're gonna do that with the next hire, and then it never happens. So I would, I would say for people, whatever it is that we wanna be, be it right now, even if it takes more time. Yeah. Because that's the excuse people give us all the time. You know, not now, not where you are right now. Not, it's always not now, it's always not now. And it always has been. Um, and that, that and makes it take too long, but I'm it will happen. It's like, yeah, going back to where we started, like that's that's the problem with that gospel. That mm -hmm, gospel mm -hmm. doesn't, you don't start knowing that. The gospel makes it mm -hmm. seem like air, speed is what's most valuable, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. put all that, and I just think when you can be human, right? Mm -hmm, you can sort of mm -hmm. let yourself go. And I, I mean, that's so powerful. Thank you for that. Um, all yeah, right, yeah. your turn. Future. Here's what I got, here's what I got. All right, so. I don't know if you ever heard this, uh, Jeff Bezos, the book I'm reading now. I'm reading, so I'm reading this, this great book of fiction, A Lucky Man by Jamel right. Blake, the amazing book, book of short stories about I black men. Stories. Yeah, all black men, great author, amazing stories. Um, and I'm also reading this book of letters by Jeff Bezos. It was a scam. I shouldn't have bought the book because it's all just his stock letters. But you know, I'm, look, I'm a fan. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I saw it as like a book of letters by Jeff Bezos, it. but it's mostly his letters to shareholders. Shareholders' letters. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of his, and you know, it goes to yeah, show you. Yeah, like, yeah. I admire him like a lot of entrepreneurs. That's and awesome. he's got this re this regret matrix. Have you, have you ever heard his regret matrix? I, no, I haven't. Okay, his regret matrix that supposedly led him to to step out and build Amazon was he was he he did a did a chart and said what of the, which of these decisions am I most likely to regret? when I'm age 80. And in that case, to hear his story, it was whether he stayed at the hedge fund wherever he was, or he uh, went and did Amazon. This is in the very beginning. And in his regret matrix, he thought, when I'm 80, I'll probably never regret having given this thing a shot. I'll regret having stayed at this in this job, even though I'm doing well. And obviously it paid out for him. But I love this idea that you could even project forward to 80 and know what you might regret more today. So that is my question for you. Mm, okay. As you look forward to 60 years from now when you're 80, did you get that? Did you do the math? I did. Yeah, years? I got it. Yeah. I'm looking forward. I'm 80. 60. I don't want to think about it, but I, yeah, I'm 80. So, okay. so what, whether there's something, what, whether something specific to you yeah, to, like, to this like time, yeah, what, what, what do I, you think, what do you think, yeah, you you're most likely to. I get it. Regret. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've actually thought a lot about this. So um, 
you know, I, I have had to do and be certain mm -hmm. things uh, mm -hmm. in my career to feel mm -hmm. comfortable. Uh, I was the first person in my family to go to college. I mm -hmm. was in like sciences when there mm -hmm. were no women. I've just, mm -hmm. I've had to, I've had to play a lot of different parts. And mm -hmm. one of the things I had to do, or I thought I had to do was just kind of suck it up and accept a lot of really not great yeah. stuff. And yeah. fast forward now that I'm, um, one of my favorite things to do is be an advisor to first-time founders um, in the C-suite because I didn't have any of that. Nobody was helping me out there. I didn't have any yeah. of that. Um, and I realized about a year ago, one of the risks that I had and that my philosophy was take the, take the, take the violence, push mm -hmm. it down, and maybe it'll break your heart, but you won't have a fat lip right? Mm -hmm. Do that. Take it mm -hmm. and then figure out later how to, how to overcome. When I, I met a new generation of founders, in this case, a lot of women founders, they mm -hmm. were more willing to take a fat lip and maybe not push it down and take the broken heart. And that got me thinking, maybe sometimes a fat lip, a, a conflict is mm -hmm. actually better than a broken heart. A fat right lip on. will heal. Put a little right ice on, on it. Right a broken on. heart over like I think about how much of myself got influenced by that all that hurt and how that's what I thought I had to do and one of the big realizations was I can't bequeath that as an advisor to a new generation I've got to let them decide what's the ratio of fat lips mm -hmm. to broken hearts mm -hmm. and I think mm -hmm. my my mm, when I worry nice. about yeah when I worry about regrets I worry about bequeathing unto this generation what others bequeathed unto me and sometimes that's not all good. So really right. like being like really recognizing that being an advisor and a mentor isn't about putting a training program on top of someone and saying, follow this training program, that it's something more and different. And it's about really yeah, listening yeah, yeah. and evolving with them. Uh, and yeah. I have a few uh, women founders that I work with very closely and they have taught me a lot about the benefit of some fat lips over broken hearts over time. And I sometimes think I have a regret today at 46 about taking, mm -hmm. taking too many broken hearts and how that affected me and who mm -hmm. I might've been if I hadn't, if I hadn't then had to overcome Put all that Michigan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think my, like my, my, my fear of regret is that I will forget that things have changed so fast and that while mm -hmm. you can be an older person who helps a younger person helping isn't, imprinting on them your framework but mm -hmm. rather it's it's being a more um, honest broker in mm -hmm. presenting the options but being honest with them about the price that you paid for mm -hmm. your decision and then yeah. let them make some choices about whether or not they want to take that with them and i think about that a lot when it comes to women and mm -hmm. entrepreneurs of color and just being real about all of that and being more honest about the impact that that had on me, the real impacts, the things you never talk about at work, the things mm -hmm. that you don't ever put in your resume, but the mm -hmm. human toll and the effect it had on my self-esteem and my confidence and all other kinds of things that now, now that I'm kind of over that bullshit, I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, give me the biggest fat lip because you are not breaking my this. heart, man. And you I know what I'm saying? That, and I'm like, yeah. don't even try, try to give me a fat lip because I'm bobbing yeah. out weave and I'll get yeah. you first, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> like now like, it's, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, you try, yeah, but and there, but there's no way you're gonna break my heart, right? And I just yeah. think like, what if I, what if this had happened ten years ago? So I'm really yeah. thoughtful about getting to the end, and I don't, 
I'm not going to like the regret that I have is just going to be about doing what the generations do, which is imprinting, thinking that your experience should just be imprinted rather than mm -hmm. recognizing that the mm -hmm. world's changing so fast that all the best thing to do is actually just have a real honest accounting about what really happened to you yeah. and what, what were the consequences. And just because you made money or you won the professional war or you got the promotion, don't leave out the other parts about what happened outside of that and what price did you right. pay and being right. like, just being more cool about that because my, that's not something I experienced. My, a lot of my mentors, like, that's not what I picked up. Pass from it them. down. Yeah. yeah. So like, I love that analogy. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm big on, I'm big on these simple analogies like the hedgehog and, yeah. and I, I love and that. Hearts, Fat man. lips and broken hearts. Yeah. Fat I mean, now look at this hearts. beautiful money. Look at this space. Uh, has not had a it's all been pushed down. It's been pushed down. But this dumps. <laughs> but this dumpster fire. <laughs> this is a shit no show. Comment. No comment. No comment. No comment. I you know, no, I like it. No, right, I think man. it's. I think it's great. We are. We are. We are out of time. That was so awesome. Um, yeah, thank you so absolutely. much for taking Thanks time. For I, I really appreciate it, and I can't wait to have you have you back again to do another topic. You too, Melissa. Thanks for having me.